Hello everyone, welcome to Deconstructing Podcast. This is a community about men, masculinities, and love. I'm Eric Harding, I'm your host, and this is episode two of our podcast. And welcome, thank you for being here. This is a direct continuation of episode one in which I talked about man and loneliness. I went through some of the factors that have helped the situation uh, get to the point where it is nowadays, where 27% of American men say that they have at least six friends down a, a lot from the number in 1990, where it was around 55%. And also of the men interviewed, the over 2,000 men interviewed, 15% of them said that they did not have any single close friend, not even one, right? And I also mentioned in the previous episode that some of the factors, some of the reasons why this is happening are due to um, lower organization participation, uh, such as religious organizations. People are going last to things like churches, mosques, synagogues, and other forms of religious organizations. They, they're also not being able to participate in extracurricular activities like sports leagues, for example. They're also not able to um, volunteer as much as they used to in the past. And as well as men that are not getting married or are getting married at a higher age, right? than they did in past generations, specifically the millennials, for example, they're getting married at an older age. And also, in terms of work, Americans are moving more, so they have less time to make connections with people that they work with. A lot of people since the pandemic have been working remotely, so they are at home and working not in an office space where they have to see and interact with other people but by themselves at home right and um yeah that's about it and they also switch jobs more often basically so and last but not least even in terms of just jobs americans work more more hours longer hours than the average person works around the world so more hours at work means that we have less time to delegate to friendships, to maintaining our friendships with other people. And if you have less time, the quality also of those friendships will tend to be lower. And a high percentage of Americans, more than half of the participants said that even when they have friends, the quality of their friendship is not where they would like it to be. So given that scenario, given that context, Today, I would like to start uh, to start talking about things that we can do to remedy the situation, to actually put a stop, right, and begin to develop deeper, more meaningful relationships. Or even if you don't have a friend right now, or you only have one close friend, or two, or three, how you can actually how you are actually able to reach out and meet more people. So I'm going to be looking down here because I made some uh, annotations on my notebook. And like I said, I'm a man, so it's easier for me to focus on one thing. So if I have my notes here, 
it's um, it, it makes my my train of thought uh, easier to follow. So, as I have mentioned in the previous video, once again, friendships take time, right? My closest friend is someone that I met in 1999. So I've known him for almost 24 years. In August, it'll be 24 years. And we have gone through a lot. We live in different countries and um, we were still able to maintain that closeness. And he has visit, visited me uh, this year in 2022 and also last year. And uh, before that, I visited him in 2000, at the end of 2019, beginning of 2020, before everything shut down and we were not able to travel, right? So it takes effort. It takes, you know, you wanting to maintain that and the other person also reciprocating that feeling, right? It's, it's a two-way street. So... It says here, this is all from the American Survey Center. It said, at age 18, Americans spend more than two hours a day on average with their friends. By the time that American men reach middle age, they devote about 30 minutes a day. Okay, so it goes from two hours, right, to just 25% of that, to about 30 minutes each day to maintain and to, if, if this were like a, a plant, to water that plant. So 30 minutes is not enough time. 30 minutes is what people spend. I'm sure there are a lot of people that spend way more than that, than 30 minutes on social media nowadays, for example. But so... Knowing that it's not enough, right? 30 minutes is not enough. What can we do? I wrote here four things, okay? Four things that we can begin to do that you, if you're watching me, you can begin to do that I have done, right? That have helped me to widen my inner circle uh, and to get to know more people, different people, and um, people of different ages, also men of different ages, men of different uh, religious backgrounds, sexual orientations. And it's so fulfilling for me because I'm now able to say, I have done this and it works. So the first thing that I said was, in order for us to begin fostering friendships in our neighborhoods, at work, and even online, even if you are geographically separate, right, separated from, from people, you can still feel a sense of connection if you do this. The first one was practice vulnerability even if it makes you uncomfortable. And this one, I think that if you do this one, it's the most important one. Everything else will be easier. All the other three things that I'm going to talk about will be easier for you if you practice this first one. So I mentioned in the previous episode that I actually began doing therapy in 2013. I was going through a very intense training that lasted for 12 months and um, I needed emotional support because there was a lot of things that were coming up for me from like the ages of five, six, seven years old. At the age of five was when my 
my mother and my biological father separated and uh, lots of trauma and uh, emotions from that age were were coming up for me i was uh, i was facing a lot of um, unresolved situations from my childhood and um, i needed to find someone to help me navigate those emotions because i there were times where i thought i was not going to be able to to you know to just sustain to support all that was coming up to the surface for the first time in like over a decade right in like two decades at that point um so anyway vulnerability is paramount but let me tell you something don't practice vulnerability with people that don't deserve your vulnerability vulnerability okay you have to be able to be with a group of people, for, with a group of men in this case, that want to talk about these things, that support you, that are going to be there for you, and that are also not there to judge you, but rather just to listen. Because sometimes just speaking about something out loud, being able to, you know, put it out there is cathartic i guess that's the word you know it gives you a catharsis where you're able to be like i was never able to say this in public before i was never able to say this out loud and now i feel like a weight has been you know like dissolved like this invisible weight that we carry has been dissolved so yeah and being in a situation where you don't know these people, where it's the first time that you're meeting them, is scary, right? But it can really help you. And putting yourself in that situation is so cool once you are on the other side of it because you're going to feel anxious, you're going to feel like you're not able to do anything uh there might even be some paralysis there like i don't want to do it i don't want to go i don't want to be a part of it but once you actually go and you participate and you do it you feel much better after and um i, I would say i was part of a meetup group and we were talking about this book it's kind of like a, a book that gives you ideas for life, for things that you can implement daily in life that actually makes your life easier, better, etc. Right? And this was a meetup group. We met every week. I don't remember the, week, the day of the week. I think it was a Tuesday. It was in the evening for about two hours. And all we did was read the book together, discuss it, and then related to our lives. That was it. But in just doing that, right, we were able to practice vulnerability because everybody there wanted to be there, wanted to feel better, wanted to uh, experience new things in life. They wanted to relate to each other. And between one week and the next week, we all had stories also because we were practicing it 
every day. So things would come up because we're humans and life happens every day, right? Nonstop. So find something. Find a group. Like I said, you can go online. You can find people who share the same interests, who share the same hobbies. But don't just go to a place so that you don't have to be at home, right? Or even if it is online, don't just look for a group just so that you can distract yourself. Be intentional. Like, what do you want to get out of it, right? When I was part of the men's groups last year, I admitted I did it for very selfish purposes. I wanted to meet other men. I wanted to have different types of conversations with men. I wanted to go deeper. I did not want to talk about the weather. I did not want to talk about sports. I did not want to objectify other people, right? I wanted to have conversations about the ways that I felt. I was looking for a place where people were going to bring uh, a topic, Uh, and we were able to discuss it, and nobody was going to laugh. I wanted a place where people were going to be vulnerable, practice um, showing their emotions, especially as men, because we are socialized and conditioned not to do that. So I wanted a, a space, a safe space, where I could practice all of that. So it was totally for me what I could get out of it in that moment. And then I realized that the community aspect of it was fantastic and it was necessary and it was every two weeks and the weeks that we didn't have the men's groups i just felt like there was some something missing in my life and i looked forward to those meetings so much because i was like these are the two hours where i'll be able to just be in the presence of greatness Right, because all those men contributed so much to the conversation and to my understanding of what it meant to be a man. So be intentional about what you're looking for. And if you don't know where to start, I'm gonna mention it right now. We have a Telegram group, right? I mentioned it last time. You can join the Telegram group, it's absolutely free. So on the Telegram group, we talk about the episode that just aired. So last week's episode was about men and loneliness. I went through the factors, what causes it, and we were discussing it in the Telegram group between us. And if you want to join our conversation, just go there because this week we're going to be talking about this topic, right? Uh, How to actually get out of your shell and... If you're already here, if you already watched the video, if you already know what we're talking about and you're ready, this is the best place for you to join. I would love to have you there for my own selfish reasons, but I'm sure that you will get a a lot out of it too. So, and if you don't, you can always leave. You know, if it's not for you, it's not for you. And as the French say, c'est la vie. That's it. Life goes on, right? Okay, the second thing that I would like for you to practice if you want to have more friends to begin uh, to relate to to other men is to use activities to your advantage i just use the example when i joined the men's groups i was actually there initially because i wanted to expand my 
male friendship circle. I have always had beautiful, wonderful friendships with, with women, and I wanted to have that with men as well. So that was paramount, right? Let's say, for example, you want to learn a skill that you have never learned before that you've always wanted to, to do. In my case, um, I, like I said, it was relating to other men, but there are people who want to, I don't know, maybe learn judo or karate or be part of a sports league or, I don't know, bowling is a sport too, right? So be part of a bowling league, learn another language, uh, be with a group that hikes every week or once a month or every two weeks or, you know, bikes or does... Uh, trails or some sort of hobby, whatever it is, use it to your advantage. Use it in a way that is going to enhance, that is going to make your life better, that is going to make your life more meaningful, right? Like I said, the weeks where I didn't have the man's groups, I was looking forward to, to the group so much because I knew how much it contributed to my life. I knew how much I would get from other people's stories and uh, life experiences. Just in sharing, just in talking to other people, or not even talking, just listening to them. I, I actually learned how to practice active listening, right? Because we are so similar. That's the thing, right? In the men's groups, we had men who were gay, straight, bisexual, cisgender, transgender, and our lives were so similar <laughs> that it's actually kind of funny. Uh, we think there are all these external things that make us different, right? Ethnicity, race, what have you, and then all the labels that we, we feel like we have to announce to the world, because, you know, we live in a connected world for some things and then completely disconnected for other things. But besides the, the physical aspects, besides the, the labels, we all had very similar fears. At the end of the day, we all want to be happy. We want to feel like we are having, uh, we're living fulfilling lives, that we are contributing to society, that we enhance the lives of those around us, be it our families, right, with our significant others, people that have kids, uh, our extended families, like parents, uh, siblings, etc. And also the feeling of being seen, being heard, being understood, like it's important for us as human beings. I think we are the, the only species that actually wants to be seen, to be heard, to be understood, because it's important for us to feel like other people see us. Other people hear what we have to say. Other people get us. They understand who we are, right? It's important. We crave connection. We are hardwired for connection from the time that we are born. If you have a baby and you only give the baby, if you only bathe the baby and give the baby food, but you don't talk to that baby, you don't hold that baby, the baby is going to die. There has been research done about this. You need to talk to them. You need to relate to them because even though they're babies, they already are 
a being, a living human being, right? And they need that. They are completely um, dependent on the adults around them uh, doing that job, right? Because they they need that attention. It's not conditional. It's necessary, right? The other thing that I'm going to talk about is don't assume friendships happen organically. This is very important. When we go into a new space, when we actually begin to relate to other people, uh, we kind of take for granted how easy or easier it might have been to make friends, let's say, back in elementary school, right? Or even middle school. Well, middle school things tend to change a little bit because of all the physical changes happening in our bodies. But let's just say elementary school. In elementary school, you are with the same people, right? In the same classes or very similar classes for five days a week, eight hours a day, or more if you're there for extra activities post-classes, right? It's just repetition. You see the same people Monday through Friday for a huge chunk of the day. So you're going to, whether you like it or not, whether you want to or not, you're going to relate to them. So it kind of tricks our minds into thinking that it's going to be like that forever, right? And even though they happen more organically when we were kids, as we get older, we understand that it's not necessarily so, right? But at the same time, like I just said, we are all human. We all crave connection. We all want to be part of groups. We all, we all want to be included. So if you go with that mindset and if you give it time, if you give it space, if you allow people to be themselves, to feel comfortable around you, to actually get to relate to you, these things happen. But don't go expecting that uh, if you only see them once a week or every two weeks, once every two weeks, that you're automatically friends. Like if you see a group of men once a month, what are you doing between one month and the other month to be in touch with them? Are you, I don't know, maybe sending a message and just relating to them? Are you giving them a call? Uh, sharing a funny video that you saw online that you thought would be they would like are you doing things are you putting in the effort think about in term uh, think about it in terms of romantic relationships even though these are friends right so so these are platonic relationships they're not romantic relationships you have to put in the effort just like you would if you were trying to woo someone into becoming your girlfriend, your boyfriend, your romantic partner. So time and effort. And it doesn't have to be anything that is going to take hours and hours and hours of your day. No, I'm just saying simple things. It's like, oh, how are you doing? How was your day? Right? Simple messages. Shoot them a message. Send them a message. Talk to them outside of that group setting of whatever it is. Be uh, reachable. 
be approachable, right? So they know that they can actually talk to you and little by little, you'll build trust and your confidence will also get higher and then you're able to relate to them and you can become friends. Hopefully, that's the end goal, right? So it doesn't have to be extremely hard, but also don't just act like it happens naturally, organically, because it doesn't. It has to be cultivated. Like if you were tending to a little plant, right? You water that plant, you take care of that plant, you make sure that the plant has enough to continue thriving and growing. And those are friendships, right? Okay, last but not least, harness the power of casual check-ins. Once again, I'm going to piggyback on the third thing that I mentioned. So casual check-in. Hello, how are you doing? Um, do you want to grab a beer if you, you know, if you live close by? Or do you want to grab a drink? Or do you want to go for a walk? Are you doing anything this weekend? Would you like to go check out the new Super Mario movie? I don't know. Whatever, you know? Um, I feel like a lot of the times when I just check in on my friends, and a lot of the times what I do is the following. Um, if they are my close friends, I, we follow each other on like social media. So I use, for example, Instagram, which is probably the one that I use the most out of all the social media platforms. And I share a funny meme that I saw or a funny video that I, that I saw. I, I love pandas for example so people that know me know that i love pandas and uh, i was recently in washington dc i went to the uh, national zoo there and they have the two species of panda they have the classic giant panda the black and white kind and they also have the smaller red panda right and um when I see something like that, I just share it with them because it brings me joy, right? And I hope that it brings joy to them as well. Or if I see, like I said, something funny, if there's a song that I really like, or if there's a movie that I really enjoyed watching, or a book that I really enjoyed reading, casual check-in, like, have you seen this TV show? I thought it was amazing. I thought of you. Please go and watch it, and we can talk about it later casual check-in okay people people like to be remembered and not just on their birthdays or special occasions right a special date not just on uh christmas day or new year's day or thanksgiving or what what have you they like to be remembered if you i guarantee you the easiest way to get to people's hearts is to make them feel that you care for them. If you care about people, they will, and it's genuine, right? It's real. They will feel it and they are like, oh, okay. So this person that I met is a really cool, cool guy, cool dude. So I, I have a good feeling about this. Let's hang out more. Let's include him in more things. That's it. It, it, it feels like it's hard, but it's quite easy. Okay, so yeah, those were the four, four things, four factors that I feel will help you to connect to more people. I have used each one of them in my personal life and I can attest that they do work. 
Like I said, it doesn't have to be anything extremely difficult, but just put in the time and the effort. And lo and behold, you'll be able to find more people. Once again, beautiful, kind, intelligent men that are watching me right now, please join the Telegram group. I want to continue this conversation with all of you because I feel like we deserve a space where we can be vulnerable, where we can relate to each other. I would love to meet more men from other parts of the United States. And why not the world? If you're watching this in a different country than the U.S., welcome. If you're in Canada, if you're in Mexico, if you're wherever you are and you're watching this, I welcome you too. And I would love for you to be there in the group and share with us about your personal experiences and how the topic, the subject of the video for that week impacted you and what you're doing, right? To, in this case, for this week, for example, to implement these four things that I just mentioned. The link to the Telegram group is in the description. Always, you can go there. It's free, okay? And just click and it'll take you to the Telegram group. The other thing that I would like to mention is I will do a webinar where I'm going to be teaching about man, masculinities, and love, okay, which is what this community is about, right? And the webinar will be on Wednesday, May 10th at 7 p.m. Eastern Time in the U.S., 4 p.m. Pacific Time. So once again, I will do a webinar it's free. It's going to be on Wednesday, May 10th at 7 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Pacific. Okay. Um, the link for that is coming up soon. So for now, I just want you to concentrate on the Telegram group. If you are there, if you are in the Telegram group, I will put the link to everything there, to the webinar. I will talk more in details, in depth about it over there. So join the Telegram group, but I just wanted to give you the notice that it's coming up. It's going to be next month. I'm very excited about it. And uh, I feel like it's going to be amazing. It's going to be great. I'm preparing a seminar where we are able to go through... I feel a lot of topics that uh, I've just begun to touch here. So I'm going to go in depth. It's going to be a place where you can actually ask questions, make comments, and I want to hear from you. So it'll be great. Um, that's it. So for now, Telegram group, know that there will be a webinar coming up on May 10th. And once again, Please remember to like, share, and subscribe if you're watching the video version. If you're watching the podcast version, give me a five-star rating because it really, really helps for more people to find my podcast and to be able to join the community. Okay, that's all for today. Thank you once again for being here. I very much appreciate uh, the fact that you're here, that you're watching, and that you're willing to change. Okay. So have an amazing week and I will see you in the next episode. Bye-bye for now.